whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Morning, friends. Karen Pennington here. And you know, I have earned a lot of crazy nicknames in my life. And some of them have stuck, some of them hadn't. <laughs> but my favorite one, one that I mostly call myself, is Captain Obvious. You know, that the what you say to somebody when they say something that is so like, okay, that really didn't need to be said. Uh, you know, if somebody really, really hurts himself and breaks multiple bones and you're like, well, that hurt. Well, of course it did. And I, I I say this thing a lot of times to kids and teenagers if they're like, oh my goodness, I just broke my leg and did this and that. I'll go, well, don't do that. <laughs> or, or I didn't study and I failed the test. Well, well, don't do that. It's kind of like a captain obvious saying and uh, something that kind of doesn't need to be said because it's right in front of your face. I think there are some sayings like that in the Bible, and they make me laugh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just things that you're like, okay, you just said that. Why would you have to say it again? And I, 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 like, laugh at it. But obviously there was a reason to have to say that. We have a lot of wise proverbs in our in our society that I laugh at, too. Like, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Well, duh. You know, if someone plays with fire, they're going to get burned. Well, what else would happen if you... Stick your hand in the fire. Do you really got to say that? And I guess there is wisdom behind it. There's a reason why we have to say these Captain Obvious things. But um, I thought of three. Actually, yesterday, and just in my regular Bible reading, two of them came out that I never heard before or never thought of before. One was in Judges. We had talked about how the uh, the captain of the army, Sisera, had been killed. And it said... There lay Sisera with a tent peg through his temple, dead. <laughs> well, how else would you be if you had a tent peg through? Who could not figure out that if someone had a tent peg through both temples, they would not be alive? <laughs> you know? So, I, well, duh. And then there's this other one. I almost talked about it yesterday because it struck me. It made me think a little bit more. Um. 2 Corinthians 5.3 When we are clothed, we will not be found naked. Really? <laughs> I thought if we were clothed, we would be found naked. Why on earth would you say something that is so obvious? <laughs> when we were clothed, we will be found not with clothes. It, it just doesn't make sense, but... <laughs> And so it makes me laugh. But then those kind of silly little Captain Ivy Sabians makes me kind of say, why did they say that? You know, like, for instance, with Cicero, when they said tent peg was through his head, he was dead. They were driving home the point that God had defeated the Israelites captor. In case you are wondering, this man did not survive what happened. And when we talk about being clothed and so not found naked, there's... We were talking about being clothed 
with these eternal, this, this eternal tent, leaving our earthly tent of our body and going to heaven being clothed, and then we'd no longer be exposed to the elephants, uh, elements, elephants, I don't know why I'd say that, elements, we would no longer be vulnerable, we would no longer have sh- any reason for shame, That that's what we're talking about, but most of all, there, there is a verse, this random verse, I guarantee you, you have never heard a sermon preached on this verse, I think it is the absolute funniest verse in the entire Bible. It makes me laugh internally every time I see it. But it also makes me think because you kind of go, why would someone say that silly of a thing? And this is a series of verses in Leviticus 13. So, of course, not a lot of people hear sermons preached on Leviticus, though I would highly recommend it. There's a lot of wisdom in there. But <laughs> these verses, you're like, why? Why? Um So here's the first one. You want to talk about a Captain Obvious saying. And this is in the New King James Version because I I use NIV a lot, but NIV has actually changed through the years. There's been updates to the version. And I wanted to read read it kind of like the way I read it 20 years ago and said, say, what? You know, Um, so Leviticus 1340. As for the man whose hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. (laughs) do you really need to say that someone without hair is bald but just in case you're wondering he's clean too losing your hair doesn't mean you get dirty that i guess that's an important thing and then in case you didn't get the point the next verse he whose hair has fallen from his forehead he is bald on the forehead (laughs) but he is clean Has anyone out there ever thought, man, that guy has no hair. He must be filthy. (laughs) I'm just saying. It sounds so ridiculous to me that it would be in the word. And so after laughing at it for years and years and years, and I'm thinking about it today because of reading these, you know, Captain Obvious verses yesterday, I was like, why would you say that? It kind of makes me, why on earth would somebody have to say if you lose your hair, you're bald. But if you lose your hair, that doesn't mean being filthy. <laughs> well, there is a reason in this book of Leviticus, which I know we often see as boring because there's just a bunch of rules and rhymes and genealogies. Not much, too much genealogies. That's numbers and just a lot of seemingly random stuff. But we need to understand, it, it seems like there's a lot in the book of Leviticus. It seems like it's nothing but rules. But you have to remember, these are people that just left. They had really no identity outside of their slavery. It sort of had their identity stripped from them. It's like you're servants of someone else for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And they would have really been a young people. The Israelites were descendants of Israel, who was the grandson of Abraham. So... We're talking about people that were only a young people and were discovering their identity when they went to Egypt and then they were enslaved, you know, 400 years later and they're finally free, but they don't really know how to be a people. So, you know, Leviticus has a few chapters. I forgot to say how much. Um, Now I want to, now I'm interested. Um, It has under 30 chapters, I believe. Let me see. So Leviticus 
has 27 chapters. All right, each chapter, you know, chapters in the Bible are pretty short. So each chapter might be two or three pages. So we're talking about maybe a 60 or 70 page book filled with rules and regulations about how to live, how to celebrate, how to be healthy. It's really not that much. I think about even just like I live in New York State. I've had to read and learn the New York State codes just for early childhood education. We're talking about like 150 pages, very small print. Not an easy read. That's for one section of one area of our society that we're supposed to know how to do. So when we're talking about, you know, the Bible, it's a little less. But if we expanded it to a regular book, something that would take up less than a 100 page book about everything you need to know how to be this person. I mean, in today's society, we couldn't we couldn't write a book about how to blow our nose. That would be 60 pages, you know. Um, so it was really an all-encompassing thing, and it was very practical. It wasn't about you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Like, I want to punish you. It was this is how you stay safe. When, when they talked about how to clean linens, it's because there was mold, and the mold could hurt them if they didn't. When they talked about um, how to um, treat a wound, it was because they needed to. When they talked about these random things like vinegar, <laughs> it was because they needed to figure out how to have sanitation in this new area, this desert. And Moses had that direct connection to God, but he also had that experience of how to live in that region because he had lived there for 40 years when he escaped, escaped Egypt in that very area. So there was that connection to God. And then there was that holy wisdom that had been honed from him having to live in that area. This is how you wash things. This is how you don't wash things. It was never about being legalistic. It was about being safe and being healthy. And it was about these people had no idea they couldn't make the decisions on themselves. So they needed more guidance. Just like, uh, you know, when you're a child in elementary school, a lot of times you'll have more rules about when you can and can't go to the bathroom and what you can do things to because you're younger and you don't, you, you can't function on your own. So you need more guidance. And this was a young people that needed more guidance. And then there was the fun part where they talked about how to have festivals, which we just see as kill this lamb, kill that bull. Okay, why would we care? But to them, it was like telling them all the cool stuff about how to celebrate Christmas. I mean, they had to spend half their year preparing for celebration or celebrating. This would have been an exciting thing for people who had been enslaved. And so we get to this thing about the man who loses his hair. I wonder if a woman loses her hair. If she, I'm sure that it would. But so we get to this thing and... Um, there's that word that we have recently become uncomfortably familiar with <laughs> in light of COVID. I said the C word, and that's the Q word, quarantine. He was trying to identify who needed to be quarantined from the people for a short or a long period of time. This was not about making someone an outcast. By the time in Jesus' day, that's what they did. They, they made people outcasts. They, they equated an infirmity or a sickness with a sin. And that that wasn't what Moses was saying. There's a difference between needing to be set apart to heal so that you don't infect other people and being cast out because you're doing things that are hurt, willfully that are hurting people. Two different things. So they were trying to figure out what it was on somebody that made them sick or unclean. What was it on the outside of them that we could find as a sign or a profiling 
And you sometimes you do have to profile to figure out if there's something else to look for. Our problem is we tend to profile for the wrong things. Uh, my my husband's the head of security at our church, and we're inner city, right in uh, what my pastor, Pastor Tim Smart, calls the Hope Desert. So there's a lot of mental illness. There is a lot of you know crime. There's a lot of uh, addictions and things like that. And we want to be a church that welcomes people, but we also want to be a church that keeps our children safe. So we try to have good boundaries so that we can be welcoming with people. But where we're keeping when like when the children are in the children's service, we have people to make sure that not just anybody can just go in and wander around. And there are certain things that you can look for. I mean, if somebody has a knife on him <laughs> and his eyes are kind of squirrely and he's walking right around the kids or she, sometimes it's, you got to pay a little more attention. And, um, or now we do have to do the things where sometimes you have to do the forehead check or look, if somebody's just blowing their nose like crazy. Okay. We want you here, but why don't we go home and get better first? <laughs> or at the very least, can I offer you a tissue? But there are things sometimes you have to look at that makes you look closer. And that's all what he's saying. And um, But they didn't know what to look for. You know, and, and they were so, I'll just say it, clueless that there might have been someone who said, oh, he lost his hair. He must be sick. You know, oh, he lost part of his hair. Maybe he's sick up there. So there is another, after these two Captain Obvious verses, verse 42 in Leviticus 13. And if there uh, is on the bald head or the bald forehead, a reddish white sore, it's a leprosy breaking out on his bald head of the bald forehead. So that's what you got to look for. If you see leprosy, a skin disease, that's where you need to say, okay, we might have time to set apart. And I do think um, now that we've had this quarantining time, now that we've had this COVID, whether or not I'm not making a comment on any of the rules or regulations by any state, but there is this new awareness of what do we need to pay attention to to see if this person needs to go heal separately from others <laughs> or to see whether this is a person that just cut them off or hopefully we won't cut people off nowadays. We have our medicine's too good or it, to see if other things need to be watched or taken care of or things like that. And uh, a lot of times now when people have the symptoms, it's like, Oh, take a COVID test, you know? So, um, what really sticks to me out here is a lot of times we're looking for the wrong things. You know, why on earth would anybody think that if someone lost their hair, they were bald and you know, by Jesus day, it got so much worse, you know, Somebody would be poor and they'd go, okay, how'd you sin? What on earth does that have to do with another thing, you know? Um, somebody would be blind and they'd say, how have you offended God that you're blind? And that's never the point. The point is, you know, these rules that were made for health and wholeness in a community, when they were taken away from what they meant to be, they, they brought division and they brought the religious spirit. And honestly, they ended up hurting the very people of God who they were meant to protect. It's a really good warning, you know, even in this Captain Obvious statement. It's a really, really good warning to pay attention to what we're really looking at. To pay attention. Yeah, rules can be good. They can be helpful. 
But is this rule helping? Is this rule of God? And is this thing that I'm judging, does it really have anything to do with what God requires? I shudder to say this, but I will. I, I once briefly belonged to a congregation where briefly the pastors were kicking out people who came in who were wearing pajamas. Just kicked them out. You're not appropriate. This isn't, this, this offends God. What they didn't know was some of those people who were kicked out, those pajamas were the last things they had to wear. And they didn't have the money to do laundry and they didn't want to wear dirty clothes to church. I know of at least one case where that was the truth. God forgive us. So this poor person was seeking God and because of an outward sign that seemed to them to be unclean. You know, if a person comes to church wearing pajamas, (laughs) they're not wearing regular clothes, but they're not unclean. How many different times do we see that? This thing that we think offends God or that we think cuts people off from, but really what it's doing is making it uncomfortable because it's not what we consider normal. I wish I could say I was exempt from this. But I've smelled smells that have offended me. And my first thought has been, what are they on? I've heard people ask me for money in my own church. People that I know struggle. And my first thought is not, man, they're really looking for something for more. My first thought is, can you just stop asking me for money? <laughs> Lord, forgive us. And what have people seen in me? I'm a pretty big mess. What have I said that I meant to be honest and good and somebody else decided, ah, it's not very proprietous. I think we'll cut her off. It hurts. But thank goodness that God knows us and God loves us and God doesn't quarantine us. God doesn't make us go away just because of something that someone else doesn't think is right. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you that you know our hearts and you know what's right and these things that are not always common sense, (laughs) that aren't so common even though they're common sense, your sense is beyond common, God. And you see who we are, Lord, and you know the difference between something that's just different and something that's wrong or out of place. And even when we're wrong or out of place, God, You heal. You heal what's most important, God. Lord, give me the eyes to see and the practical wisdom to see people as you would have me see them, not to just judge them as needing to go away because of something that's in my own standards but not yours. Lord Jesus, you had so many roles for these Israelites because they didn't understand or know you and they weren't mature. Mature my heart, Lord, so that the one ruling dominating factor would be your love and just seeking you and seeing your heart, Lord Jesus. May we all see each other in a new and fresh way. And for those of us who feel like there's something wrong with us just because there's something physically different, help us know that you make us clean. Not the hairstyle, not the makeup, not the clothes. It's you that cleanses us, Lord, and your righteousness and your wholeness. Thank you so much for this home. Be blessed. Thank you.